0: You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. NFL we go. The championship games are tomorrow, New Zealand time. After the divisional playoffs last weekend, the Ravens will play the Kansas City Chiefs in Baltimore in the AFC championship game. Jackson keeps Stanley in front of them. Touchdown, Lamar. 44 yards, Bass.
1: Wide right. Wow. The two most
0: dreaded words in Buffalo have surfaced again. But he's got the first down, and the Chiefs are going to be going to Baltimore. And in the NFC Championship game, it'll be the San Francisco 49ers hosting the Detroit Lions. Pressure up the middle. Runs away. Throws across his body. And that is picked. 49ers have it. Greenlaw, San
1: Francisco. Takes over. Here comes that pressure. Mayfield in the middle of the
0: So as mentioned, the winners will meet in Super Bowl 58 two weeks tomorrow in Las Vegas. Let's bring in hugely experienced and highly regarded sports writer, broadcaster, analyst, podcaster with ESPN in the United States, Bill Barnwell. Bill, thanks for taking the time for a chat to lend us some of your expertise. Let's start in Baltimore, the Ravens up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Baltimore have the hottest quarterback in the game in Lamar Jackson and the number one defense in the entire league. How potent is a combination is that come playoff time.
1: It, it's certainly potent, but what's so fascinating about this situation from the Ravens side is for years... There's been this conversation about, oh, they can do it in the regular season, but can they do it in the playoffs? Is there something about Lamar Jackson, their star quarterback? Something about this team that seems to shrink when the spotlight is on of the postseason? And last week, not the case. They they, they struggled during the first half of the game. Maybe felt like it was going to be another game where they came up short. And in the second half, they roared through Lamar Jackson played a nearly perfect second half of football defense stepped up and played very well. Ravens proceed to a comfortable victory in the end over the Houston Texans. So from their perspective, I think this is really about proving to the world, you know, we have the great defense. You mentioned the great quarterback, everything on paper says they should be comfortable favorites to win this game. And yet I really think there's an element of sort of seeing is believing when it comes to the Ravens pulling this off and advancing to their first Super Bowl in more than a decade.
0: Chief's quarterback of course Patrick Mahomes himself a tremendous player is it too simplistic mm-hmm. to say that whoever wins the quarterback battle wins the game for his team build
1: <laughs> well it, it 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 is and it is not certainly as someone who is employed covering football for a living i think i have to make it more complex just to <laughs> just to keep <laughs> my job i suppose um, but but there is you know certainly an element of I think a a truly transcendent game from either of these quarterbacks can win. And we know with Patrick Mahomes, he has that in his back. He has the ability to be the best player maybe we've ever seen playing uh, you know, playing football here in the states. And um it's been a tough year. You know, he has not necessarily been. At his best, he won Most Valuable Player last year, was great throughout the postseason. This year, he hasn't had the help. His receivers have one of the highest drop rates for his passes we've ever seen. They've struggled to connect. Um, the, they've really been more of a, a complete team this year in terms of, of having a better defense than I think he's ever had so far as a pro as he's now in his late 20s. Um, to me, I think this is a maybe the best well-rounded team the Chiefs have had during the Mahomes era when they've won two Super Bowls. So I I do think that, you know, if if the Chiefs get a, you know, a a, a transcendent tradition, not traditional, but a, you know, sort of a throwback Mahomes performance where he is the best player on the field, it's going to be tough for the Ravens to win just because the Chiefs are more well-rounded than they've been in the past, and they've been more dependent on
0: Mahomes. The Chiefs beat the Buffalo Bills a week ago, against the expectations of many. How different mm-hmm. a challenge are the Ravens for them, though?
1: Yeah, certainly different in a lot of ways. They have some similarities. They both have these very uh, multi-talented, multi-faceted quarterbacks where they can throw, they can run. Um, the Ravens, I would say, they're healthier. And so much of the NFL comes down to attrition. And at the end of the year, the, the Bills, the, the team they beat last week, they, they were banged up on both sides of the football, lost players even during the game to injuries. The Ravens, traditionally a, a, a team that's kind of been sunk by injuries in years past. Lamar Jackson's gotten hurt in December each of the last two years, and that's sort of cost the Ravens their chance at, at making deep postseason runs. They're relatively healthy. They're getting back one of their best players in Mark Andrews, one of their star receivers from Lamar Jackson this weekend. So. From the Ravens' perspective, I think they're deeper. I think they're fresher. They're the ones who got the week off, the bye week at the start of the postseason, whereas the Chiefs and Bills have had to play uh, each week. They haven't had a break for for several months now. So to me, I, I think more than anything, more than the scheme, it's really about just the fact that the Ravens are maybe a fresher and deeper football team than anyone the Chiefs have had to play in recent weeks.
0: All right, we'll come back and get a pick from you in a moment, but let's go to the oh NFC no. Championship game. I know, I know, I'll always leave the predictions <laughs> to the end, Bill, but we, we will get to those. Let's get to the NFC Championship game. The Detroit Lions looking for their first ever appearance in the Super Bowl against the hot favourites, the San Francisco 49ers, their seventh appearance in the Championship mm. game since 2011, but they haven't won the Super Bowl since 1994. Does it feel like a three-decade-long drought might be about to end for the 49ers?
1: They should be favored and and this is if it's, if it 's going to happen, it feels like this is the year. The chiefs may be not at their best they again I think they're a very deep and and multifaceted team relative to chiefs teams from years past, but that chiefs team that took them down in the postseason a couple of years ago not as explosive as it was in years past. You have so many of your key players present and accounted for with the forty ers and um that has been such a hindrance for them because they are such a Uh, a star-laden team. They're such a top-heavy team where really when they have all all their key players present and accounted for, they're so difficult to beat. But if you take one or two players out of that equation, they become a totally different football team. They have a quarterback in Brock Purdy who, you know, has really taken uh, America by storm in a lot of ways. He's really been you know, this, this, this such a shock quarterback that can be taken as the very last pick of the draft. Um, And he's very cheap right now. He makes less than a million dollars a year, and that's going to get much more expensive in the years to come. And then the Lions, the team they're playing, I mean, really have surprised, they've exceeded expectations, but on paper, not a great match for the 49ers. So it sort of feels like this is maybe their best opportunity to win with this core of players. Uh, And if they don't win, You know, even though they've been one of the best teams in football, I think there's going to be serious questions asked about, you know, is there something broken with this team that prevents them from taking that last step and uh, winning the Super Bowl?
0: Again, can you just analyze the quarterback battle for us? You mentioned Brock Purdy for San Francisco, Detroit's Jared Goff. Uh, How does he stack up?
1: Yeah, two quarterbacks who I think have been counted out for different ways. Brock Purdy, last pick of the draft, someone who I think people still see him as sort of a. It's like Kyle Shanahan, their coach, is playing a video game, and he's controlling Brock Purdy, saying, throw it here, throw it there. It's not that simple. I think Brock Purdy is a very underrated quarterback. Uh, but Jared Goff, a player who's really counted out the, his old team, the Los Angeles Rams, made it to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. He struggled. They basically traded him, uh, sent extra draft capital away to Detroit, sort of the Siberia of the National Football League at the time, to get rid of him. And Jared Goff and the Lions have built up from the very bottom. They were one of the worst teams in football as recently as two years ago. Uh, they make their way back to nine and eight last year and then 12 and five this season, they win two playoff games. You're, you're hearing a uh, chance of, you know, uh, Jared Goff, go Jared, just in random places in Detroit <laughs> this week, not even at, at football game. It's just at the bars, you know, uh, uh, on the subway uh, in restaurants, he's really taken that, that city by storm. And so, I think from the Lions' perspective, with Jared Goff, he's a very streaky quarterback. If he gets hot, he is so difficult to stop. But when he's struggling, when his confidence is shot, when he's not throwing the ball well, you really see him visibly struggle. You see him make mistakes. He's sloppy with the football. He can turn the ball over. And so I think for the Niners, the challenge here is just... Don't let him start completing four or five passes in a row because that can become fourteen, fifteen, twenty very quickly, and then you're in a shootout with a team that you know for whatever weaknesses they have, have a ton of offensive talent and a quarterback who can be really impressive at his best.
0: and their their strength or one of them, Detroit, is their running, isn't it? Uh, could their rushing game be effective here? Yeah,
1: certainly, and they have a very talented offensive line. they're blockers are really overwhelming and powerful. Um, one, of the, you know, one of the biggest, most brutal offensive lines up front, they are missing one of their starters in Jonah Jackson, but still a very impressive unit. And that's been a way to attack the Niners. The Niners' defense built on speed, interceptions, trying to take the football away. They're very astute when it comes to pass coverage, but you can overpower them. We saw the Packers do it last week. They had some success running on the 49ers before the 49ers came back for a late victory. We saw the Ravens do it. When the Ravens played the 49ers earlier this season, uh, on, on Christmas, they really dominated the Forty ers with their rushing attack, and so that's a solution. Especially if Jared Goff does struggle, from the Lions' perspective, might be to say, "Hey, we're going to take the ball out of your hands. We're going to try and control the clock, keep the football, you know, in our hands, keep our defense fresh, and try to run the ball, try to overpower the Forty ers and see if we can get out to an early lead that way."
0: All right, Bill, let's get it. Uh, let's get it done with a prediction. <laughs> who you got? Who you got going to Super Bowl?
1: Oh, uh, I, I picked the Chiefs before the season. So I think the Ravens might be a little bit of a better team at this point, but I have to stick with the, the the Chiefs and that side of things. And I do think the Niners are going to make it. Lions would be such a wonderful story, but I don't think they match up well. I think the Niners are, are good on defense in the places where the Lions are going to try and throw the football. And I do think that they have the the running backs of Christian McCaffrey, the tight ends and the George Kittle who can stretch the Lions past defense, which I think is their big weakness. So I'll go back to the, Super Bowl we saw a few years ago, and I'll say a Chiefs 49ers rematch in the Super Bowl this year.
0: All right. We've loved getting your expertise this afternoon, Bill. Thanks so much for taking the time, and um, whatever happens, we won't hold you to it. Thanks for joining us across New Zealand. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks, Bill. Bill Barnwell there, ESPN podcaster, sports writer, journalist, analyst, uh, obviously deeply invested in the game, as you can hear. Uh, You've heard his analysis. If you are an NFL fan, I would be keen to hear your thoughts. Baltimore Ravens, Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers, Detroit Lions. But the wider question I'm quite keen to explore this afternoon is where American sport sits in your own sporting landscape. Do you watch it? Do you follow it? Or did everything you just heard then go completely over your head? 0800 1080. And also, where does American sport sit in the sports viewing habits of your kids, or even your grandkids if you've got them. My son is 16. His sports viewing is almost exclusively American sport, specifically the NFL and the NBA. He absolutely devours those sports. He watches next to no rugby, rugby league, cricket or football. He plays football, but he doesn't watch football, doesn't watch the Premier League, doesn't really watch the A-League, apart from the fact that I can, I some, well, I've well, i usually got it on, so he kind of has to watch it. But he has an encyclopedic knowledge of the NFL in particular. So of the four, basketball, baseball, football, ice hockey, what do you watch? I'll watch basketball. I'll watch a bit of baseball, but not too much of the other two. Is it the same in your family? 800 880 1080 And if you are an American sports fan, how did that happen? How did you become interested in these sports, who do you follow and why do you follow them? For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB Weekends from Midday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.